the name of one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning to all of you online. I wanted to say happy Memorial Day weekend. And I want to say however you observe the sacrifices of the men and women who have laid down their lives in service of our country, I hope it is just a really good weekend and tomorrow on the holiday. And it made me remember, it's been some time, but when Memorial Day used to come around, I used to have an observance that I liked to do. I used to break out these ancient things called DVDs. And... There's a, a series, you've probably seen it, Band of Brothers, that I would, I would watch the series and then in the extras, you know, if you, if you didn't have enough in the series, you could go and you could watch interviews with the actual soldiers who were being played by these actors. And they would just tell these stories of what it meant when Pearl Harbor was bombed. And that the, some of these guys, a lot of them are from No Town, Little Town, USA. And, and they would talk about the battle of cosmic and good and how they were just ready to go lay it all down uh, if they needed to. And just the draw that they had to go serve our country. Well, you, you, I listen to those stories, and I'm reminded also in the life of Isaiah, in our Old Testament reading today, that when something much bigger than us grips us, that it can lead to extraordinary things. That's what I wanted to use, our Old Testament reading, to show us just that, the two things on this Holy Trinity Sunday for us to con consider, that when we are gripped by something much bigger than ourselves, it can lead us to extraordinary places and things happening in our lives. So contextually, in that Old Testament reading, we hear that King Uzziah has died. That may be lost on us in translation, but King Uzziah is one of those in the history of the kings of Jerusalem. He's a top five, like compared to the names such as Solomon and David. For better or for worse, he took the, the, the throne uh, for that king at, kingdom at age 16, and then he had 52 years of what most would consider very prosperous and, and just a good time in the history of Israel underneath his serving as king. And when he died, as we hear, the nation is falling apart. And they're wondering, since he's no longer on the throne, uh, it's the security's gone, and if they're going to lose their national identity and, and other things are going on to where there's just chaos going on until the next king will come and be on the throne. But in that is where we enter the vision of Isaiah, who, what we have in front of us today. In, in what we read in the Old Testament. And so Isaiah is, has a vision. Within this chaos and turmoil, this going on, he has a vision of the actual throne room of heaven. And we hear the angels are saying in that moment, holy, holy, holy. And upon hearing that word holy repeated three times, our ears should be on notice that it's trying to point to something really large and really important. And the word actually holy in all of scripture is actually used 637 times. But only twice is it used in that repeating three times, holy, 
holy, holy. In the vision of the throne room of God that we have in front of us today, and then again in Revelation 4, another vision by another person to where the angels are saying, holy, holy, holy. And as we consider holiness, what does it mean to be holy? It's the actual Hebrew, Hebrew word of kadosh, and kadosh translates to, to be cut or cut apart or to be separate or set apart, to be in a class all your own and to be completely unique. These are the different ways that that word kadosh and to be holy can be translated. And that's what God is. And as that three, that we're listening for that three repeated holy, 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 what that is telling us is that holiness is the chief attribute of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because we don't hear God is love, 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 or God is all-powerful, all-powerful, all-powerful. You get what I'm trying to get out. Holy, holy, holy. As Isaiah, as his vision continues to unfold, comes in, has a fresh encounter with this holiness of God, we see what it does to him in his response. As it says, he is lost. In other translations say, he is undone. Woe is me, I am beside myself. Because I admit, and he's confessing, I am a man of unclean lips, and I come from a people of unclean lips. You see, being in the holiness of God, a fresh expression of it in this vision that he has, it turns the spotlight right on Isaiah. And it actually shows Isaiah how unholy he is. But this is, this is because God being pure holiness and all that majesty and glory, holiness cannot mix with unholiness. And God in his power can do one of two things. Either destroy everything that is unholy or remove the sin from it. And that's exactly what he does as, as the vision continues to, to unfold for us. That the angel actually takes a burning coal off of the, off of the altar it, that's there in the throne room of God. Puts it to the lips of Isaiah and we hear that his iniquity and his sin is removed and that the actual thing that he confessed was dirty God made it clean and then we'll actually use it later on as we will hear you see this is the very scandal of the gospel and why Jesus had to die on the cross and rise again. It, it's a fresh expression of holiness that meets us and that met Isaiah, that the sin was removed. The thing that is the most holy the, in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit didn't just destroy what was unholy, but made it holy as he is. This is so profound for us all this morning. At this point, we could say, well, well, Isaiah's had a pretty good day. He's seen a fresh expression of the holiness of God. He's confessed his sin, and then he can, he can go home, you know, right there and be done. But it continues from there. As we hear in all of this going on, that Isaiah receives his commission in sending out. And, it, and it's not in his own willingness and power. As we hear God say, who will go for us? 
and go ahead of us. And Isaiah's response is not, well, I, if you have someone else, you can send them, but I, I'm willing to do it if, if that's not the case. But we, what we see Isaiah say is, here I am, send me. And if you actually read a little further past verse 8, where our lesson stops today, you actually realize that he is being commissioned and sent out as a prophet. The very voice of God going to speak into the, uh, the nation, the chosen people of God, to say, you're leaving me and you're rebelling. His task is going to be monumental. And he'll have to re rely on extraordinary means to help him through what Isaiah faces. And even though Isaiah realizes that, not in his own willingness, but for a hunger to be with God, where God is, and what God is doing, he says, here I am, send me into the midst of that. You see, the holy. The holy nature of God has been bestowed upon Isaiah and his unholiness has been removed and now God sees him as holy just as he is. What does that mean for us as we gather for worship this morning? Now, I'm not telling you to go be the best Isaiah that you can be, but what I am praying for you this morning is just like Isaiah, that you have a fresh expression of the holiness of God. And just like Isaiah, that you would be undone, but that you wouldn't say, oh, woe is me, but that you would say, oh, wow of God. Look at God in his holiness and how he meets us here this morning. And no matter how you arrived this morning, if this is the first time you have ever considered this, the holiness of God and what it means for you, if you have been walking the Christian life for several years now through many up and down seasons of life, or if you find yourself in a season of doubt, grief, loss, or something going on really hard in your life right now, the prayer is the same. That a fresh expression of the holiness of God would show you by his Holy Spirit and his grace where in those lives that the uncleanliness can be wiped away and that you could be forgiven and walking in a new identity as a child of God. And that just like Isaiah, that it not stop there. And that as one of the calls of this parish of Church is Our Savior is that in that meeting God and the fresh expression of his holiness, both individually and as a church, we could look for those areas where we could be a beacon of vitality to Mandarin, to northern St. John's County, and to the, to the Diocese of Florida. Not born out of our own willingness that something needs to be done, but by a hunger to be with God and to be what, where God is and to be about what God is doing. All birthed by a fresh expression of his holiness, what he has done for us and what he continues to do for us. Much like those men that I talked about early in their stories with in Band of Brothers, do you see in the life of Isaiah, continuing in our lives, how when we are gripped by something bigger than ourselves, the extraordinary things that can happen with us and through us, all by the holiness of our God. What a thing we ponder this morning. Amen.